the Fish Like a Girl podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Spring and fall are both a great time for swim baits. To be honest, I throw swim baits all year, but spring and fall are my favorite times to use this search bait. Swim baits allow me to cover a lot of water quickly. Even if the fish follow me back to the boat and do not take the bait, they still let me know where they are. I can always follow up with a jig or a soft plastic and pick up some of those fish that way. At times, fish are chasing bait more than anything else. Yes, they'll still eat crayfish, but as the bait fish migrate into the shallows and the backs of creeks, the bass are sure to follow. I like a 3.5 to 4 inch swim bait, and I throw and make a variety of them. With most of these, I throw them on a weighted swim bait hook. I use a VMC hook, but there are a lot of really good ones out there. I found VMC years ago, and it did exactly what I needed it to do. It performed well, and I had no issues with hook set, so I never changed. I like the screw lock on this hook also. It keeps the bait straight, but it can still move freely. One of the things about the way VMC hooks are made is the weight can be moved. It can be moved a bit farther forward if a nose down presentation is the ticket, and it can be moved back to keep the bait moving evenly. I use more of a nose down approach when I'm fishing along the bottom. This makes the bait look like a foraging bait fish. When I'm fishing over or through vegetation, I opt for a more of a centered weight approach. A swim bait can be fished anywhere in the water column. The pointed nose allows it to go through grass, coontail, milfoil, and other vegetation easily. It can be fished around and skipped under docks as well. When skipping a swim bait under docks or fishing around docks, especially the shallower ones, I prefer no weight at all. Instead, I will Texas rig the bait and use it more like a soft jerk bait. I pop and jerk the bait around to make it imitate a dying bait fish. A paddle tail swim bait on the back of a buzz bait is another great tactic. Here, my main colors are black and white. I tend to go for black if it's a cloudy day and white when the sun is out full. But I've learned not to stick to that completely. The fish will tell you if you're onto something or if you're missing the mark. I make a variety of swim baits and I like different baits for different purposes. I like to fish my open pour four inch swim bait weightless in all depths but the very deepest conditions. These baits take a lot of plastic to make which makes them somewhat heavy. I also love the tail action of these baits. The paddle tail movement is made even bolder by the very thin tail that extends from the body to the paddle. I also make smaller swim baits and I use those for some specific purposes. One of the things I do with a smaller swim bait is to use it as a trailer for a swim jig. A swim jig has a bulkier, flashier profile than a swim bait all alone. And sometimes that's what you need. And a paddle tail swim bait creates disturbance in the water to let the fish know it's coming. Another way I like to use a smaller swim bait is on a scrounger head. There are a number of types of these hooks on the market as well, and the particular one an angler uses is probably just personal preference. A scrounger head is basically a front weighted hook with a soft bill on it. I rig the swim bait on straight so the hook is exposed. The bill on this bait makes it somewhat weedless, but it'll still get hooked up in, in thicker weeds if that's what you're fishing. And for those thick weeds, I downsize the weight and burn the bait over the top of the weed. I want the bait to just tick the top of the weeds as I crank it along. In spring and fall, I will usually use a longer bill, creating more of a wobble. I liken it to using a crankbait or spinnerbait with a wider wobble in the spring and fall and less in the heat of summer. Obviously, there are times an angler should try both, basically any time you're not getting bit and you think you're in an area with fish. Then you just let the fish tell you what they want. I feel like fish do not see a scrounger head as much as they see other baits, making them a great choice when conditions are tough. I have caught more than my fair share of fish on a three inch swim bait behind a scrounger head. Another obvious way to fish swim baits is on an Alabama rig. I don't fish the A rig much, but it is fun when I pick it up. There's always a chance to hook up with more than one fish on any given cast. Rigging a swim bait simply on an open swim bait head can get bites, but it's something I rarely do. I seem to fish more on weeds and wood, and the open swim bait hook just gets hung up too often for me. 
In open water situations, however, or where there's maybe rock or a gravel bottom, a simple swim bait head or even a swing head could be another solid option. The last use of a swim bait I would like to talk about should be a common one, but I don't feel it's used to its fullest either. And that is on an underspin. An underspin adds a bit of flash and a bit more vibration to the swim bait. Both of these can help bring a reaction strike from a bass looking for a meal. Underspins don't work well in heavy vegetation though, they, they tend to get caught up, but around wood, docks, and rock, they're a great choice. With all of these tactics, the fish will usually hit the bait, turn, and then you'll feel the weight. You should wait until you feel that weight before you set the hook. Obviously, in the case of something like a buzz bait, this can be more difficult. I tend to want to set the hook immediately when the fish strikes. But the hookup ratio with swim baits improves if you can just wait a second or two. But wait too long, and that fish might be long gone. My swim bait setup is usually a medium heavy rod, and I like something longer, seven foot or better, so I can get those longer casts. I use a medium heavy because that gives me enough backbone to get the hook set into the fish and get it to the boat. For a reel, I'm gonna use something usually between a 6.3 to one to a 7 to one. You don't need a super high reel to be effective, but sometimes something in the range of the 7 to one will allow you to crank the bait fast enough to keep it where you want it in the water column. For line, I always use braid. I started out using braid and I'll always use it. I have better castability and control with braid. It also has no stretch, which makes for better hook sets. I know some people use fluorocarbon, and I suppose that's an okay option too, but I like braid. Braid floats, which helps keep the bait higher in the water column. Second, braid cuts through vegetation. So if I'm fishing in some weeds and hook into a fish, it's much easier for me to get that fish to the boat. As far as colors, I think I'm a little more particular with swim baits than I am with some of the other baits. I'm not sure if it's a matter of catching the fishermen before catching the fish, but I feel like it makes a difference. Black and white, especially as trailers, are always in my tackle box. But I also like bluegill, crappie, and perch. Those are solid options in my opinion. This is really a match the hatch situation the way I see it. Colors such as IU and various shad colors all have their place in my tackle box as well. Now when I'm putting eyes on my open pore swim baits, I almost always opt for red. Again, I think it's a confidence thing more than anything. I have no idea if the fish can see the eyes on the bait before it hits it or not, but I can and it makes it seem more lifelike. So I usually opt to put eyes on and they're almost always red. In all, swim baits fished a variety of ways take up their fair share of real estate on the deck of my boat year round. They are versatile, cover a lot of water quickly, and will help you put more fish in the box. Thanks for tuning in everyone, and we'll see you next week on the Fish Like a Girl podcast.